Once upon a time, there was an actor who decided to become a business coach. As soon as she entered the world of business, she was showered with self-doubt. But through her learnings, the conversations she had and the work she did with clients, she discovered the one key truth for survival. You have to find you, be you (laughs) and let them see you. Welcome to the Make It Real podcast. This is Tricia Lewis, your host. I speak to loads of fascinating individuals who've built their own businesses or just have loads of experience and story to share. You'll get tips, insights, you'll be motivated as Let's get you motivated. That might sound like a rather trite phrase and you hear it all the time, don't you? And I'm not about to give you a whole load of positivity memes and say, oh, just jump up and down and everything will be fine. You'll be relieved to hear that we're going to have a sensible grown up discussion about motivation and we're going to do it with somebody who will fascinate you. This is my guest, Susanna braid Waring, and she is a trusted business advisor and coach but I'll get her to introduce herself, which is always the best way. Hi, lovely to have you, Susanna. Thank you, Trish. It's a pleasure to be here with you. (laughs) Would you like me to introduce myself then? Please. (laughs) So you're right. Now I am a trusted business advisor, a coach and leadership developer. And to be fair, I've been doing that for about 12 years now. Um, And worked with so many organisations of all um, shapes and sizes and industries, including large corporates like John Lewis and Waitrose and um, family businesses, SMEs um, and even housing associations. Prior to that, I was a um, part of a startup business owned by my father and um, two other guys. And I helped them to build that from a startup through to 10 million pounds of turnover and then through a management buyout. And I wore lots of hats during that period. So basically, if anything wasn't being looked after by somebody else, I'd kind of just jump in there and start doing whatever needed doing. So admin, HR, finances, IT, commercial contracts. Um, we made the guy doing all the um, quality assurance um, standards redundant because there's downturn in the industry. So, all right, we'll take that on as well. So any kind of business improvement. Um, and it was a joy. It was an absolute adventure. And that's really what I bring today. It is centered in motivation because I fully believe that motivation is the key ingredient. And it brings us that passion, that energy, that resilience that enables us to just keep going. And when we hit challenges, including COVID, that passion just keeps us going and keeps us coming back for more and finding ways around it. So Mm. that is what I bring alongside all that kind of mentoring, business advice um, and leadership development as well. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> and yeah, you, you, you've, um, as you say, you've, you've had a lot of adventures in this world. So it's not been one very sort of straightforward there, plonked there, and that's it. So that, that's how we learn. That's how we learn. That's how we learn. Um, and you learn by things going wrong and all that wonderful stuff that happens on that journey. So the, the thing that I guess 
keeps us going um, is this slightly magical thing called motivation. But I, I want to just delve into it. And we, we had a chat before this and thought, let's get geeky about Maslow. <laughs> So for, for any listeners who, and, and I would, this would sound so patronising, but I'm going to have to do it, you know, as a responsible podcast host, um, just, just briefly explain Maslow's hierarchy of needs to anyone who's heard it maybe thrown around, but hasn't really ever explored it. Go for it. Maslow's hierarchy of needs was developed by Maslow in the 1960s as a tool to understand human needs, what people wanted. Since then, that was a long time ago now, since then there are far more robust models around human needs than that. However, it's the one that just resonates, the one that just makes pragmatic sense to everybody, and therefore the one that we all remember and talk about as well. And here we have now, visualise listeners, the triangle. Um, so it's little pyramid here. So we've got the base layer going up to the point of the pyramid. So um, I'm putting you on the spot here, but can you remember exactly what those layers are, Susanna? Yeah. So go for it. So we can we can be quite sophisticated here if you like. Given oh the, yes, please. Give me permission to get geeky. Oh, oh, this is a very sophisticated podcast, Susanna. I, I'm glad Absolutely. you brought that word into play <laughs> here. Actually, Thank so you. now let's imagine two pyramids. Yes. One with our personal needs and one with our business needs, mm. and we can run them at the same level. So, fundamentally, the very very bottom need for us personally is shelter, food water, all of those kinds of things. And it includes sex, that layer, because without that, you know, there's all sorts of things, and we don't reproduce as a Did reason. you say sex? I Just did. Then. Okay, no, that's beautifully said, and very, very sophisticatingly. Of course, of course. Yep. <laughs> so that is a fundamental... Basic, um, absolutely. Basic, absolutely. absolutely yeah. basic. And the same would sit alongside kind of the businesses that are absolutely fundamental resources and, and things that we need in a business in order to actually even survive. We then move up into, um, you know, in the middle of this is what we could call motivational match, which is the specific diagnostic I use. So I'm going to use that language. So we then move into defender. So defender is all around safety, security, stability. So for our own needs, personally, in the job, we want to have job security. We want a very clear job description. We want to know what's required of us. We want to know there's risk management in place. We want to very clear communication so that we know that we're getting it right. From the business perspective, we also need information. We need things like cash flow. We need to think make, to make sure we're managing our cost in the business as well, because if we don't have cash and we're not managing our cost, there's no profits. Nothing else survives without that. One of the things that was um, very scarce during COVID was information. The whole world got very topsy-turvy and no one could predict what was going to happen, when it was going to happen, how it was going to happen. And so at a very fundamental level, you know, actually, that was partly what was very scary and why there was a very low level of kind of anxiety, because we did not know what was going to happen. Even going into lockdown, there was a lot of reassurance when we all went into lockdown, because a lot of us thought we should be, but nobody else was. So should we, shouldn't we? Is it right? Is it not right? Once the government made the decision, it was a lot easier just to get on with it and then manage from that point of view. 
So this is a fundamental need, as Mazo put it, this kind of safety, basically. Yeah. yeah. Security, security, safety. And that includes um, clarity, obviously, because, as you say, that low level anxiety, when you sense that you don't quite know what's going on, is incredibly relevant at the moment. OK, right. Carry on. So we're there. And where, where have we got to the top yet? We're on the first of nine layers. <laughs> <laughs> I need an escalator. Hang on. <laughs> so, next layer is friend. It's all about uh, personally about belonging. It's quite tricky at work. It's very, very important to us when we're growing up. To be excluded at school from our friendship groups is incredibly painful and potentially dangerous. That's how we learn. Um, in the workplace, we still don't necessarily want to be best friends, but we do want to be included and involved and kept in the loop and to have a sense of belonging. Um, for businesses, this is about our connections, our networks like you and I, Trish. This is potentially where our peer groups would sit and our mastermind groups where we're getting this information and we have a sense of being with people like us who we can share our challenges, our woes and our successes with as well. Absolutely. And then we move up. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have a star. Star Sorry? is actually very low in the UK generally. However, all of us need a level of recognition. We don't actually very few of us want to be in the spotlight and to have all eyes on us can be incredibly painful. But all of us have a little star inside us that wants to just feel that we're important for who we are and that we have opinions that are of value and people actually like us for who we are rather than what we do and what we perhaps pretend to do. Now that, that, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <So, 'cause that, laughs> it's a big one. No, that is a big one. I was, funnily enough, um, in a conversation last night and we were talking about celebrating success and fear of success and all of those things. We were talking about a lot of stuff, but it was interesting what you just said, because you're right. We do, of course, we've got this bit in us which wants to be, um acknowledged celebrated seen as 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 something you know lovely interesting and and worthwhile and all of those things and um and yes as you say on the other side of it we have this slight kind of fear of being in the spotlight um because i guess that speaks to fear of rejection and sticking our head up against you know above conformity or whatever mm -hmm. might happen that's going to have us thrown out so yeah all of this is quite it's quite sort of raw isn't it really when you come down to it but yeah that's that's in us that's in us so so here we are we've got our we've got our basic fundamental resources in our business we have got some clarity and things set up and our cash flow and the safety of all of that we have built our communities and few and me we met via a, a, a brilliant community called you at the media which gets quite frequently plugged on my podcast um why not and it's very 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 important and during this weird 14 months that has been stretched but would you say the fact that people have made such a huge effort to try and find ways to keep it going simply speaks to that fundamental need yes yeah. Absolutely. And, and it gets missed in business because we don't know how to be included, be involved, be, have a sense of belonging without crossing over that barrier into friendship, which then gets in the way sometimes of work, which is why these external communities are so powerful that we can belong and share all sorts of things 
but it doesn't fundamentally get in the way of actually as, as making difficult decisions sometimes at work, which could jeopardise friendships. Do you know what? You've literally, as you were saying that, I had a light bulb. <laughs> Um, that wasn't literal, obviously, the light bulb. Um, <laughs> wouldn't that be great if we could just go around the street watching everybody with little light bulbs coming on? But I, I was also talking last night about my sort of early years acting, and I was sort of dissecting a bit as to what it meant to me. And now, I, now you've said that, I, I think I've overlooked the most fundamental aspect of it, which was because I didn't feel that brilliant belonging at school or even at home, <laughs> that actually that place where I went to do these rehearsals and all the rest of it, and we worked together to put on a play um, from a young age, that that was it. That was my community. Yeah. I, I, do you know what? Wow, that that's sorry, listeners. I've just had a mind blowing moment. <laughs> um, okay. Right, so there we are. We've got we've got that. We've got our community. So what next? Well, this is why I get very geeky about this because you said actually all of these are fundamentally important. It's once we know them and we can look at them from a different perspective, we can make sure we add these in. And this is how we get motivated. We have to have enough of each of these layers, and we all want different amounts. You know, for some people, secure they want loads of security. Other, they just want a little dollop of security. You know, so it's just getting that uh, the, the right amount, but this is why we're all different, why we want different careers, why we approach things differently, why we decision make differently as well, because we have all of these, but all in different amounts. So we start from kind of the start with that recognition personally. On the business side, this is where LinkedIn recommendations, testimonials, getting the website out there, making sure that actually the company voice, the brand is being seen, is representing us in the right way and, and potential customers and strategic partners know who we are, what we stand for, why we do what we do. So it's all of that good stuff that we need to get out there that many of us are not very good at because we're not very good at doing it personally. And when we are the company, those two things get really mixed up. Yep. Yep. So, then we move into, um, there were the lovely green relationship motivators. We now move into the three red achievement motivators, which managers tend to have more of. So next layer, director. Very few people are actually motivated by managing teams. And this includes business leaders and managers. And very few people are motivated by being managed. So we have people who don't want to manage, people who don't want to manage, that tends to lead to us trying to manage by a committee or collaborative um, style rather than actually being very clear about what we want, what the expectations are. And this is why that friend motivator gets pushed down because we think we can't have it all. But you cannot lead your way out of a crisis by a committee. <laughs> the challenge therefore in business side was this lack of information again. You cannot set a strategy and a vision without information. So that was very difficult. You know, it's very difficult to be very clear and hold people to account against a strategy you're not confident in as well. So there's all sorts of stuff going on here, which is just fabulous. And we've had the most amazing conversations here around, well, if you don't want to lead, then you're going to have to be led. And you're going to have to actually just put up with being told what to do and not knowing about it. So we, you know, and, and that's actually made us stronger as a family um, business, as an organisation and as a couple as well, 
because we've had to have those robust conversations and recognize and respect each other's territories. So this is a really important one to get right. I do a lot of work in this kind of area. But everyone wants a bit of authority and a bit of feeling in control and have a bit of influence. Yes, yes, that is definitely a thing. Yes, a bit of feeling in control and having some influence and some authority. Yes, I don't think anyone would actually stand up and say, oh, I just want everyone to tell me what to do, please. They do. Time. Although there is also a part of us which does want to be told what to do. So again, um, I'm going to, I'm sorry, I'm going to use the act of um, uh, relevance here as well, because it is really, really relevant. So I absolutely love working and always have done with ruddy good directors I have also been a director in theatre so if however they took everything away from me about how I wanted to explore this character and the role and everything I would go off in a tantrum no I wouldn't obviously I'm much more grown up than that but I, it would not be an enjoyable experience so that balance that a good director has is just what you're talking about is this 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 kind of really quite fine tipping point isn't it it's amazing and actually um what we are great at is understanding the things that motivate us and what we're not very good at is understanding the things that don't motivate us because they just don't compute so i got very excited in the acting world um in when i went to the harry potter um, exhibition and studio, um, partly because I absolutely love Harry Potter, but because they showed you and they had um, almost the biographies of the directors of the first four films. And that's exactly what it showed me was actually, if you want to bring a different mood and a different feeling to a different film, you bring in different actors who actually will create the atmosphere. And that taught me a lot about actually having different styles, different management styles, depending on the culture, on the atmosphere that you want to bring into your into your organisation. See, see, listeners, I keep telling you there's a direct link between these worlds. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Right. OK, All here right. we are. Going on. Yes. Money. 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 All right. Builder. Everybody is motivated by money to an extent. And when they have got enough for the vast majority of people, it does not motivate them any longer. Okay? Yes. And whatever that amount is, it is whatever is the right amount for them. Those people who are still motivated by it tend to go into sales jobs because they love that chase. They love that competitiveness. They love that target. And they love then the extra stuff they can then acquire which is a measure of success for them. They love the chase. So that's what we're looking for on that builder. Most people tend to get embarrassed around money, but it is the currency that we all live with right mm. now. Mm. Of course, on the organizational side, that is around managing your costs. It is around managing your profitability. It is around getting that break even right. So actually you've got the margins and you're making sure you're bringing in the money so that you can resource everything else and all those wonderful innovations and looking after your team that you want to be able to do. So money is a good thing, we need it. It's not, money's the problem, it's the values that we have associated around money. Oh, 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 yes, we're on this <laughs> little ground here. Because again, any listeners who know me will know I do have some little hang-ups over money. Um, you know, uh, baggage, I think we call it. Um, and so, yes, so values, right, okay. 
So, for instance, if you you say quite quite correctly that we are all wanting a certain amount of money, we're all different. We're all different. So take me, for instance, I'm I'm nearly at retirement age. Um, so all of that has gone before means, you know, we're not paying rent and the mortgage, et cetera, et cetera. Don't have an extravagant um, type of set of wishes. Um, live in a lovely part of the world you know quite happy um kids are all grown up and and etc so my sense of what i need I, for me to be motivated by money is quite a is quite a weird situation and i think maybe i get weirded out about it and this will apply to other people you think well i don't you know i'm not greedy i don't need lots of and then then Lo and behold, the other part of your brain is saying, oh, I've just given that away for too little. Oh, God, I just feel as if I'm not really worth very much. Oh, clearly, you know, I'm not really much of a business person because look at my bank balance, etc. So there we go. There we go. Unpack that one. And well, this is around self-worth, isn't it? And how are you measuring your self-worth? Which then relates back down to that star motivator, you know, and all those other kind of things. So money just has so much attached to it um, in our you know, society. You know, money relates to security, it relates to freedom, it relates to status and how important we potentially are. It, it can relate to friends. You know, if you belong to a group of friends who actually have got the money to go out and do something you haven't, again, you know, that tends to make you more motivated, motivated by money, but not because of money, but because of what money can do for you. The other thing is we have a sense of innate fairness as a human race. So money also gets tied in with fairness. There are things that we will do that you could not pay us to do, but we will do it because we choose to do it. But you try and put a monetary value on it. Now you're devaluing me. Yes. We're just complex. Just, just roll with it. <laughs> yes i love what you just said though now you're putting a monetary value on it you're devaluing me i that is that is blinking that is a great one to unwrap actually that, that is really interesting i i think i've worked out that if you think of it in terms of well if i'm in order to help other people x y and z i need to be financially secure myself so that is a you know that in there we are. That's a motivator. Yeah. Yep. In order to look after, say, my husband who, you know, might get ill in old age, I need to make sure that we're financially secure. So everyone at various stages will have their different motivators and, and don't get sucked in, I guess, the messages by somebody else's set of motivations and think that they have to be yours. Absolutely. And this is why you've got to unpack yourself and kind of work out what's going on for you. And this is all the trial and the error. And, um, and we can either look at it as a headache, which is where the aspirin kind of came from. Now I just roll with it and kind of go, you know what, I think I know enough now to kind of, and I'm confident enough, I've worked on myself enough to actually not get stressed out about it all. Yes. You know, and fundamentally, we, it's really, really important that we like ourselves, that we trust ourselves and we respect ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a big one. Um, really, really important. Really, really important. And that is the 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 start of the core for good mental health, positive mental health. Yeah, 
yeah it, it can't be coming from outside that's that's for sure i mean what happens outside obviously is part of the adventure and part of everything that then gets into the mix but if you're building it all on a dodgy foundation like you don't much like yourself then um yeah you're going to be looking for for that sort of self-worth um from, others. from outside all yeah. the time and then measuring it by all these external things and then we yep. still don't have it because we've never fixed an initial problem no you know? i know i know but so but but it's doable it's very very doable and it's probably the best thing you'll ever do in your life so unpack yourself unpack yourself there we go unpack good, good yourself. tip unpack yourself and this you see this speaks to my kind of forensics attitude about stuff because i think that is the only way to be i mean people you know of a sort of creative bent might think oh god no that's too sort of rational and oh a bit cold and but but i promise you i am of a creative bent and i have only been able to work on all of this stuff by getting more things out in bits and looking at them and getting more forensic that 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 has been the only thing that has worked so um what's at the top of this pyramid well we, we whiz now through the next four layers so yeah. the next layer is experts all about the knowledge so it's making yes. sure that you're keeping up to date with the knowledge and in the business the same thing keeping up to date with the technology and the industry standards you're always adding value yep. and then we yep. move into the three blue growth motivators which are all about innovation so they are creator, which is novel innovations, things you have not tried and tested before, brand new, blank piece of paper. It's my lowest. Um, spirit, freedom, autonomy. It's about non-conformity. It's about being slightly maverick, you know, slightly just, just different because we want to be different, partly because we perhaps couldn't conform, couldn't fit in in the first place. So we learn to enjoy actually being different. And in the very top, the pinnacle is the searcher motivator which 80% of people that we've mapped have got, which is about making a difference. It's having work and life, which is or have some meaning and has purpose. It's Did you about continue. Is it searcher. searcher? Searcher. Yeah, okay. So would that so be like explore? Well, you're, you're searching to make a difference. You're okay. looking for the why. You're looking for the meaning and the purpose. Mm -hmm. It's the continuous improvement. So we see this in everybody, but including engineers who are doing that kind of iterative 1% improvement as well. Now, just wrapping this up, this is quite interesting that we've got to that pinnacle there looking for the, the why, because if you take that in a very broad sense, it can actually send us round the bend because if we spend our entire life in outside our own heads going overthinking everything I will sometimes say and my husband's actually very good at reminding me of this just concentrate on the low levels of Maslow for a minute Tricia will you please dear goodness me um you know let's do a little job let's see what are we having for tea <laughs> let's um let's just um I don't know make the bed or something I, I'm making stuff up now listeners I never make the bed um but you know what I mean that that <laughs> reminding us that as humans we really used to be more involved with plowing a field and making sure we had logs for the fire you know and and that a lot of this ability as humans that we've got with this extra bit of our brain buzzing around can lead us into frankly quite depressed states of mind can't it you're right it's the overthinking because and we're not grounded you're, you're, you're spot on maslow's hierarchy at the bottom grounds us and making your bed is actually recommended 
because it's one of those things that you can control in the morning and it helps you feel in control. It helps you feel prepared. It helps you feel well set up. Mindfulness, breathing, very bottom of Maslow's hierarchy, taking a breath helps us work through everything else. So you're spot on. It's fantastic to be in this innovative kind of space, but you've got to ground it in everything else as well. Yes. Oh, what a and what a lovely place to wrap this episode up because I I am wrapping it up because it's one of those conversations that could definitely go on, no question about it. And and I love I love the the way you've you've broken that down for us. That's fascinating, listeners, isn't it? See, now you know a bit more about Maslow um, and beyond the little pyramids that you've seen on prints and what have you. This is great, fantastic. So. Um, Anything else that you want to say to wrap up? Anything that we've missed? <laughs> Any pearl of wisdom that we've missed? I think you've probably said the sort of main, um, the main what to do stuff, which is um, is to, I guess it's being aware of us being all different individuals. So what motivates one isn't necessarily going to motivate the other, whilst there is also this commonality, which you can sort of look at through the, I was going to say through the pyramid, through the lens. I was going to get very, uh, yeah, um, of of these of these categories. Um, but don't ever go um, forgetting the grounding stuff, and don't ever go forgetting that that you are an individual in all of this. Yeah, would that do? Exactly. I... Absolutely. Which then comes right back to that whole bit around. Absolutely, we're, we're all different. We have similarities. We're all different. Embrace the differences. And therefore, learn to like yourself, trust yourself, to respect yourself. Brilliant. Susanna, this has been great. Where do um, listeners get to find out more about you and connect with you best? You can um, connect with me on LinkedIn. So Susanna Braid Wearing. Um, I'll be connected with Tricia. Um, you can look on, we have two websites. So we have the website, which is Aspirin Business, like the headache. Um, that's the business advisory stuff I do, mentoring business leaders, leadership. And then we have the stuff which is dedicated for motivation and motivational maps, which is called motivated performance. Motivated performance. Yes. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, excellent. Brilliant. Well, you know, as, a, as an actor, the cliche is we all go around saying, what is my motivation? But, you know, I could, now you know. We could unwrap that one as well because it's not <laughs> so trite as it sounds. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Susanna. That's been a delight. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. It's always great to talk with you. Yes! Take action. Try this one small We spend a lot step. of time looking at our really high goals and purpose and why and values and goodness knows what. And there is a danger that we can get too stuck inside our own heads. And I think that tip about just grounding yourself on a daily basis and that being part of your motivation is a good one. So you might like to make your bed in the morning or you might want to find something similar that is pretty mundane and pretty non-glamorous, but just is a job to be done. If you enjoyed that, I'd love you to give me some stars over on iTunes and tell people about this podcast. 
If you want to work with me on your visibility and getting generally unsquashed and having impact, you know where I am. TrishaLewis.com for more details, where you will also be able to sign up for the Unsquasher Fortnightly to get regular updates on the podcast and some really cute little communication skill tactics. If you want to read my new book, then you better head over to Amazon, The Mystery of the Squash Self. Now that's got a fair few tips in it and it'll definitely show you that you are not alone with some of those inner critic wobbles. So for now, don't forget, find you, be you and for goodness sakes, let them see It's time for tea. So...